This is the Life School Podcast, episode number 182. And today, we're going to talk about what a missional community is supposed to do from week to week. Are there set patterns for gathering together, or are we just trying to fit everything into a box? Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. This is the stuff your parents, teachers, and pastors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby, and I'm here with your newly back from vacation host, Caesar Kalinowski. Thanks, thanks a lot. Thanks for rubbing that in. You're <laughs> what, a bit of a turd today. What, what happened, man? <laughs> we didn't do a vacation. It's been on... Okay. I don't know if we've talked about this. We should do an episode of Work From Rest, but sure. Sheena and I try to calendar out our vacation and sort of just hanging out time and rest yeah. before we say yes to speaking gigs and you know all kinds of work and writing books and sure. all that try to work from rest and uh so yeah our september vacation just got kapoofed it just mm. yeah didn't happen it was just so much probably sinful unbelief yeah. in my own heart i would just you know and i we were just like nah we're just we're staying home we'll stay home and maybe we'll do a little, you know this or that and so we did a little bit of you know day trippy kind of stuff and but not we were supposed yeah. to go to Hawaii okay uh, so I'll blame it on the volcanoes yeah. and uh what tsunamis else tsunamis and hurricanes and, hurricanes and, and stuff yeah I don't know but gosh. thanks a lot thanks for bringing that up how was yours man yeah you know I'm actually supposed to go on one next week and uh we got rid of we sold it like we have this property and we we decided to sell it off and so we made all our money so we're just going to stay home, but we made money off of it. So. All right. I didn't sell anything. I made nothing, and I still want to go to Hawaii. So You know where I want to go? I want to go to England again because, you know, I have a passion for England. And mm-hmm. speaking mm-hmm. of England, Karen Flowers from <laughs> nice the transition. UK yeah. wrote a nice review where she said, uh, I love these podcasts so much. They really speak life into so many everyday situations. The range of topics is diverse, and I love the casual manner in which these guys bring big ideas into the living room, as it were, the, it were. the way she would say it, I, would, I suppose. She said living room, too, so I don't yeah, know. That's nice. They call it that over there in the UK. Thanks, Karen. Uh, we're going to keep being casual guys that bring big ideas into your living room. Yeah, here's what you get. A cup of tea. You get what you get. This is it. There's no <laughs> <laughs> pretense or extra polish here <laughs> needed or required or available. Sorry. <laughs> hey, so I love this. We're, like We haven't officially called it a two-part series, but last week, if you haven't, haven't listened yet, episode 181 was, do missional communities actually work in every setting? And the concept was, of course they do, because it's a family of Christians getting or it's we, a family of people We broke out why, though. Exactly. And maybe what some of the reasons, if you think it can't, might yeah. be. Right. Yeah. And I've heard tons of excuses like, oh, yeah, we tried it. didn't work. They're like, well, you're not Maybe doing Maybe right. there's some shifts in understanding that need to occur first. Absolutely. I, and I really believe that. I think there's some foundational stuff that if we don't understand, we'll go, yeah, that won't work. Yeah. Well, kind of misunderstanding what God's up to. <laughs> yeah. And one of the things that we hear a lot of feedback from from our listeners is, okay, we're, we're being convinced that it can work in every setting. What is it supposed to look like on a week-to-week basis? What is there... do you do? <laughs> yeah. What do you do, man? Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, tell me, give me the boxes to check. I'll check them. Yeah. Tell me what are the... the, But there again, we've been sort of pre-programmed to think that, you know, like, what do you do? Well, you go at a certain time and you show up at a certain place and you sit in a certain seat and you sing a certain amount of songs and you listen for a certain amount of time and you raise your hands a certain amount of time. (laughs) You know, right? That's just, I mean, that's just what we're taught. That's how faith works itself out. But uh, as we're going to, as we're going to dig out here a little bit, that's a missional community being a family. mm, That's not... 
That's that's not even what a mission community is about. It's, sure. it's not a. I'm going to give us today some real practicals do's. Yeah. But um, basically, I'm going to give you some categories for you to fill in the do's. Yeah. And that's you guys really, figure it out together. Yeah, that's where we're going to. So we have a lot of, of listeners who would admittedly say that they're moving out of maybe a traditional, like, quote unquote, way of gathering or structure, whether it be a missional community or a small group or a community group. Moving towards those kind of things? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sorry. Right. How do, how do we go about detoxing, in a sense, our mind as we approach this new way of living and being? Yeah. Well, I talked about a little bit last week, and, and, I, and I'll drop them on us again here in a second. Um, th- there's, there's some shifts in our focus, things that I grew up so focused on. Like, you know, for instance, when I was a kid, we focused on, I have to get everybody to church or I'm a horrible Christian. Sure. And God probably doesn't love me. And in the particular denom and faith practice that I was raised in, and you can lose your salvation. It was horrible. You yeah, know he's what I mean? pissed off. So I was out yeah. seriously door to dooring it, you know, with a little leftover Sunday school pamphlets and little coloring things <laughs> uh, with a verse on the back uh, to my neighborhood kids because, you know, I didn't want to lose my salvation. You know, I don't want to go to hell and all that. So, sure. the, you know, like because our focus was on sin and it was on doing and then then God's happy. And so um, I think there are some shifts in our sure. focus that need to happen. And it takes time. Like just in hearing them even doesn't necessarily fix us. But again, I I just want to lay out in case, you know, you didn't hear last week's episode, um, a definition here, a missional community. Okay. So what do you do in a missional community? First off, let's start with the definition. A missional community is a family of missionary servants sent as disciples who make disciples. Okay. And and let me just do a little exegesis on that. Let me unpack that a little bit. Okay. So a missional community, call what you want. Okay. First off, let me just say that. Call it a missional community, call it a small group, call it a community group, call it a go group, call whatever you want to call it. Right. But if you're in Christ, this is actually true of you. You're a, you're part of a family. Okay. Okay. If we have the same father and he calls us sons and daughters, Jesus says, you know, he considers us brothers and sisters. That makes us a family, not sort of an, an analogy of a family. We are a family, just like, you know, I have three sisters. We're part of a family. Like, it's not like, oh, like a family. Sure. No, like We are, okay? We just are. However you choose to engage it or not, it's still true of you, okay? So missional community is a family of missionaries. Why are, Why is that true of us? Well, it's part of our, it's part of our identity in Christ because think about it. We have a missionary God who who right at the first, you know, fall of mankind goes looking for Adam and Eve. Where are you? Yeah. He's on a journey. He sends his son later on a missionary journey to to seek and save the lost. That's me. That's us. Um, and then Jesus says, as I've been sent, so I send you. So the church is inherently sent. We're missionaries. Right. Okay. And we've been sent like our Lord Jesus, who came as a servant. Now he said, I didn't come to be served. But I came as one who serves. Well, that's us too. We're servants. Well, I, I don't know, sitting in a seat and hearing a really rocking sermon doesn't, I don't get to exercise my identity as a servant very well. Well, you could usher. <laughs> well, I could, you know. Usher with the best. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then we're, so we're family missionary servants sent as disciples who make disciples. Well, is everybody a disciple? Well, if you're a Christian, you are. <laughs> yeah. But most Christians I know have not been discipled and they've not made a disciple, yeah. right? And you can't make a disciple, by the way, alone. That's a community sort of team sport. Sure. Um, you can have times when you're alone with someone that you're discipling or they're discipling you, um, that one-on-one sort of activity, but you'll never make a disciple alone, okay? Right. So again, a, a missional community is a family of missionary servants sent to make disciples who make disciples, okay? And um, again, discipleship is the process of moving from unbelief to belief, 
in the gospel, like yep. what's true of God now, what's true of us because of Christ and how we get to live uh, in every area of life. That's the goal. And so and the reason I lay that out first, Heath, is because understanding who we are, what a missional community is, family missionary servants sent as disciples, to make more disciples, and that's helping people move from unbelief to belief in the gospel, that will then inform what we do. Does that yeah, make sense? Absolutely. So I know a lot of our listeners are wanting to say, like, tell us how often we should meet and how long it should be. And I get those kind of questions, like, do you eat first? How long does the meal take? Then do you ask three questions? Yes, two questions. Then do you do the story of God? Do you do study? Yeah. How long does it take to do the gospel? Program? What if people have to leave? It's like, do you pray? Do you pray if there's non-believers there? Who do it's you pray? all yeah. do to be, do to be. And all those are legit questions. Sure. They really, really are. But there again, we talk about some shifts in focus that we need to make. We need to believe our identity and we need to understand what's the mission discipleship, the process of helping people move from unbelief to belief, that then begins to speak into, okay, so then as a family, what do we do? Yeah. What will we do? Will it change? Does everyone, does, you know, we talked last week, like does every missional community, i.e. family on mission, do they all do and look the same? No, because they're all at different ages and stages of life, different giftings, different preferences. They're in different contexts. It gets late here. It's hot here. It's cold there. All all that stuff affects what you'll do. But if you don't, if you don't first understand your identity and what the mission is of a missional community, make disciples, then we don't have a foundation. Yeah. Okay, so though I've been in enough missional communities to understand that this is a trick question, but I, I got to ask it. What do you think a missional community needs to do every single week? All right, it is a trick question. <laughs> okay, but here's how I'll answer that. What does a healthy family do every week? Yeah, like if, get together. If, if like you had a buddy of yours, he's like maybe considering getting married, and he's like, man, what, I don't know, what do you do? Yeah. What do you mean what I do? What do you do to be a family? Like it's almost like meals a, together. You're like we, what? Yeah. So yeah. let me just ask you. Let's yeah. let's just play that out. Seriously, as corny as this will seem, yeah. Since the mission community is a family, what is a healthy family? I like to say a healthy family has you know God as their daddy and Jesus as their brother. But how about just your nuclear family? Yeah. What does your family do every week? Yeah, we do meals together every week, right? Every day. Okay. Times a day. How often do you eat? Every day. Okay. Yeah. Dinner every night together. We uh, spend time like. Do you eat the same thing every night? No way. Okay. Sometimes Kathleen likes chicken. But like, come on, mix it up, lady. <laughs> no, but you're not just like, oh, yeah, we have pizza every single night. You know, I know. Like, Change it up. Yeah. Sometimes we let the kids decide. Sometimes we decide. Sometimes we kids go helped. out. Yeah. Sometimes like, they don't want to. Sometimes they do. Like tonight, we're doing a make your own pizzas, right? Where the kids got to go pick all the toppings. Oh, and... I just said pizza and you, you know, you're going there. Yeah, I'm going. <laughs> I am going. There. Make your own pizza. Love you it. know, sometimes we try new things. We go out to restaurants we've never been to. Sometimes we make new meals we haven't been what to. What else besides eating? What do you do? We, uh, we spend Friday and Saturday together. Friday they have school, but on Friday, Saturday is my off days. Every Saturday morning, we're up doing an activity together. We go out. It's either exploring. It's at the park. We shut our phones off. Uh, you guys ever argue? Of course. You ever fight? You ever forgive each other? All the time, man. Right? So, yeah. So you think about, and, and our listeners are probably picking up on this now, like, what does your family do? You're like, okay, way too many things yeah. over time to even list, right? Yeah. <laughs> it just, there just is. Um, you know, what do you do during the summer? Well, there's sports and there's, there's this, well, we're out of school. Does your schedule change or do you just, do you force the kids to get up and pretend like it's school? Well, of course not. <laughs> not at all. Well, that's why, because there's a different rhythm in that season of life. Yeah. What happens when school kicks back in and school sports and all that, or band camp or this or that? Well, then it changes. Oh. That's what life in a mission community is going to be like too. You're going to do all kinds of stuff together that normal families do. Yep. Eat, 
play, fight, forgive, watch movies, learn stuff, study, maybe go and worship together. You're going to serve each other. You might go on vacation. You might go on trips together. Yeah. You, you might just hang out and do nothing. You might cry. You might pray. You might hold each other. You might go and serve a friend of a friend that you don't even know because they're dear to this person, right? Yeah. All that stuff that normal families do is going to start happening in missional community life. Yep. Not like a light switch over time, just like you know, families change and grow. So uh, mm -hmm. I, I, this is, these are helpful handles that I, that I was taught. I think Mike Breen told me these originally. Um, just like in a normal family, you have organized activity yep. and you have organic activity. So some things you have to organize. Um, what are things that you know if you didn't organize in your family, they might not happen? So you just organize them every month. I mean, I, I think finances. I okay. Got to pay the bills. They yeah. don't accidentally get paid. Oh, huh? They yeah. accidentally got paid this month. <laughs> Thanks. You know. Yeah. No. You, chores. You, I mean, that's all chores. Sort of stuff, yeah. Homework. Laundry. Yeah. All right. There's 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 a handful. But I would I would venture to say for every organized activity in your family life, there's probably a hundred organic things that yeah. just happen. Well, it's like I do. said for dinner. You know, we're having dinner. The organic is guess what? Everyone's picking their own food, and we're gonna have a fun party tonight. There you go. There you go. So it, just like there's in a family life, there's organized activity. There's also organic missional community. There's organized things like, hey, we're going to have family dinner night yep. on, on Wednesdays. Oh, it doesn't work every Wednesday. Or come fall, so-and-so's got school. Well, let's have family dinner night on a different night. Mm -hmm. Just like we changed it for my kids' soccer, we'll change it for your school now. You know, yeah. That's what a family does. Yeah. So you're going to have certain organized things. Just a handful, probably. And then a lot of organics through intentionality and affection starting to form sure. and relationships growing. There'll be a lot of organic things. And, and really, I'll tell you that it's in the organics where the sort of the stuff of life really happens. Yeah. And I've heard it said that if, if all you have in a family or a missional community is organized stuff, it's going to feel like a bad job. Sure. And, but if all you have is organic... Like, we don't really plan anything. It just sort of yeah. happens. Like, hey, what time do your kids go to bed, Heath? I don't know, man. Whenever they feel like it, you know? <laughs> you you pay your bills, like, on the first? Ah, sometimes, man. Like, I don't even know if we paid <laughs> yeah. them this month. There's consequences like, Good luck. Yeah. Is that why they're, they're evicting you? You know, it's like, and so if you only have organic stuff, like, our initial community doesn't really have a rhythm. We don't like to do any kind of studies. We don't, we don't like doing the same thing. Probably if you're only organic, you're probably not getting, you're not making disciples. Sure. You're probably not maturing disciples, seeing new people of peace come into the family. Yeah. It takes both organized and organic activities to form the rhythms of a family. Sure. And, and you need them both. You need them both. I know I'm jumping off script a bit, and we've talked about this a little bit, but it just does play into also the foolishness of the system of like, missional communities don't take summers off right and like hey see you guys in three months because families don't do that you don't take off the same family summer family with your kids like yeah. mom and dad will see you in the fall you know hey you might reassess and go like hey summer's coming up what are we going to do like bedtime change uh, chores maybe change you don't have activities as much homework, might change. all that stuff yeah yeah so do you think it is wise occasionally to step back though and reconsider and reassess the priorities of the group or you think it's not important to worry about that should that be on the uh the role only of the leaders to do? Do they naturally adapt and morph over time? Well, again, I'd say like, you know, let's ask ourselves, what's a healthy family do? Um, healthy families talk about like, hey, how, how, how was summer or how was family dinner night this week? You know, we had some pretty deep conversation and so-and-so got a little offended, but then we kind of worked through it. What did you guys think of that? You know? Yeah. And so a healthy family is going to do some reassessing. Like, does our, does our rhythms as a family need to change? Like, hey, we've been getting together and having family dinner night, but there's a handful of us that feel like we really want to do some deep study of, in the Bible and in the word. Okay, great. Now, can that happen 
with those who are interested in that particular book study and not everybody and be valid? Like, yeah, I don't really have time right now to add another time of study, but you know what? These six people in our missional community do. Just like I've had times where I've read a book with my son and we've discussed it over time. Yeah. But, but my son's, you know, my daughters, they didn't do it. The sisters didn't do it. Sure. Just my son and I did. Did that invalidate it somehow? Was it still not valuable to he and I? Of course not. Yeah. And so, yeah, you, you reevaluate. You're constantly looking at there again, back to the question of what's a healthy family do? What are the needs of the family and how are we preferring one another to meet those needs? schedule what's fun who we're going to serve how often we're serving like what's it costing how are we paying the bills are we collectively covering each other are we making sure there's not some people who are like fat and happy and other people are scraping in our family you wouldn't do that we wouldn't do it in the mission community either and so yeah you're going to do some reassessment i want i want i just want to drop this in before i forget to is that this this ongoing sort of organized and organic that becomes a family on mission together, a missional community, it's not like a light switch, Heath. Yeah. Now, you know, people, people will often see a, a, a healthy, functioning missional community that's very mature, so they've been together for years, sure. and they'll go, I want that. To me, that's akin to seeing like, you know, people see Team K right now. Our kids are grown. They all, right. all love God. They love people. They're raising babies well. We have a blast together. People see our family and they go, Man, I'd like to have a family like that someday, by God's grace. Sure. But you can't say, so I got married yesterday, and I expect it to look just like that yeah, next right. week. Good luck. Well, good luck. That's impossible. You, you don't even know your bride yet yeah. or your husband very well. You haven't had any kids yet. You live yeah. in a one-bedroom apartment. You know, it's just a different life, yeah. okay? And so, uh, you know, think about it. When you first met Kathleen, yep. right? He's like, oh, kind of like her. You know, she's like, yeah, I like that guy, right? And then you start dating. Yeah. The rhythm changed a little bit because now you start hanging out a little bit versus I, you know, I knew her from, you know, work or I knew her from yeah, youth sure. group or whatever. And then you get to a point where you're like, I think we're in love and you get engaged. Yep. So now you start working on the wedding and wedding prep. Okay. Then you get married. Oh, yeah. now your rhythm changes. You're sleeping in the same bed every night. Yeah. You're starting to, you have a common budget. It's very, very different. Oh, yep. is it, is it wrong? Were you wrong before, before you were dating? You didn't have a comment. No, no, we weren't, we weren't married. different season yeah. of life. Okay. The now you have some come. babies. Yeah. yeah. Right. Does life change when the babies come? Yeah. Oh, Does it yeah. get to, of course, Do, should it? Yeah. Then you get to school age. It changes. Then you get to teenagers. Oh, now they're borrowing the car. I don't even have a car. What's going on? I crashed the car. You know, yep. then, then you become empty nesters. That's where Tina and I are at. The kids don't live here anymore. Huh. Right. And so your missional community is going to have ages and stages of life just like that. Guess what happened? Now we have grandkids. Now there's a crib over here in this room. Yeah. And I'm looking right where we're recording right now because we record at my house. I'm looking at a whole bunch of baby gear and kids toys. Yeah. That wasn't here three years ago. Well, now we're adjusting. The rhythm of the family's changing changes. again. It's a little bit. Your missional community is going to be just like that. You will begin to meet the needs and do the things that meet the needs of your family. Remember, all in light of that foundation we laid. Making disciples, which is helping people move from unbelief to belief in every area of life. And because we're a family of missionary servants sent on mission, we're always looking for who else can we invite into this family. It's not just about us because that's not who God is. Sure. God, you know, the gospel is, is, and the church is, is an organization, is a family that exists for the sake of others to God's glory. Yeah. And as you mature and the rhythms of your family change, that's going to become more and more a reality. And those those what do we do changes that happen are going to be very natural and very embraced because we love each other. 
So in light of that, we had a, one of the listeners write in, and this, this actually kind of answered itself in its last question, but the question was, how do you balance kids' needs with living a life on mission? Like, for example, kids' activities like soccer, dance, and then fitting family dinners and core group nights into a weekly schedule. Like, Yeah. If you, saw, if you see everybody as family, then you see it all as one, one continuum. In other words, if I see my missional community, like, you know, it's like, oh, that's the church. And so we do church life and we do family life. Hmm. I do work life and I do family life. Sure. I do family life and I do gym, you know? And so we see this super bifurcated, separated lifestyle. But what what would happen? What would change if you go, you know what? Because God sees everybody's family, I'm going to see and try to treat everybody like family. So when... Uh, family dinner night for the missional community is going on. The kids are around for that. But when we decide it's time to uh, really talk about something that's serious, it's adult level, or sure. do some study, and we don't want a ton of interruptions, we're going to plan a time when maybe the kids aren't there for that. Yeah. Just One like the, if we have a date nights without the just kids. Just like if right? a date yeah. night, or you feel like having some sex, or, yeah. you know, or what yeah, exactly. Right? And so here's what happens. People will say, very often, they'll say, so what do you do with your kids in the missional community? And what they mean is, what do you do with your kids on the one night a week that you hang out with the people from your church in the thing you call a missional community? Sure. See the difference? Yeah. And it's generally when I hear that question, I go, wait a minute. How often is your missional community hanging out together? Yeah. I'm not talking about everybody all the time, but I'm saying, what's the iteration of family life? How often is it? Oh, we kind of get together on Tuesdays. We take the summers off. Yeah. It's like, okay, so that's not a missional community. That's a weekly meeting. Well, and, that's, and so if that's all you have, then you're trying to be like the clown car. Yep. I have to do everything on Tuesday nights. We got to eat. We got to pray. We got to study. We got to entertain the kids. So someone will be downstairs doing a little yeah. Bible study thing. We're up here. We're doing that. We're watching this. We sang two songs. We prayed. We held hands. You know, it's like, wait a minute. You could never, you know, when, remember a little while ago when I was saying, so tell me some of the stuff you guys do as a yeah. family. And you listed off a ton of stuff. What if you had to do that all in one night? Good like, luck. It's Tuesday night. We're going to make pizzas. We're going to pay the bills. We're going to do homework. We're going to go clothes shopping. We're going to do some discipline. We're going to clean the house. We're going to go buy a new car. I mean, it, and and it has to happen on Tuesday night. How does that all fit? Yeah. It can't. It doesn't. Because you know what? That's not how family works. Yeah. Well, and I think that's part of, part of this question, too, is we've seen it even in some of our missional community aspects is we try to find even a date to get together. And it's like, okay, well... Uh, I'd love to do Tuesday nights. Does that work for everyone? Well, you know, the Joneses over there, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, have kids in soccer, and then, you know, so-and-so has school on Tuesday. And those are very real. Absolutely. Those are very real. But in a family, what do you do? Do you prefer one another? Do you bend and say, you know what, like, maybe we shouldn't do that because that eats into everything else. The truth is, what keeps most people from living on mission and living in a community on mission is self-preference. Yeah. I love me and I love my schedule and my calendar and my time and my preferences and my stuff way more than more I love than you and else. God's glory. I just did. It's just truth. I know that's hard. That's hard language to hear, but I've never seen a group of people who were like, we completely laid our life down for one another, for the sake of the cross, for the sake of Christ, for people coming to understand who God is, be yeah. discipled into faith in every area of life. And, and, uh, and we just, we just couldn't make it work. Yeah, I just you know, yeah, it doesn't work. I, yeah. I've just never seen it. It actually reminds me of episode one eighty. We recorded, a, uh, we aired a few weeks ago, is how to say no to things that you might have already said yes to. And that sounds like a lot of a lot of mission yeah. community situations are like, 
Maybe for the sake of the group, you step back and say, no, I'm not doing Tina this Tina and anymore. I didn't travel this summer, like bare minimum. Like sure. it was like a wedding I had to do, you know, there's a bare minimum stuff. Um, because we wanted to be in our neighborhood yeah. and do all the stuff with the community and neighbors and people of peace and all the stuff that God's like just, you know, fruit hanging off the trees. And guess what? In previous years, we kind of filled up the summers with traveling because, you know, ministry slows down a little bit yeah, in the inboxes. Now's the time to party. Yeah. And so we're like, wait a minute. We are not. So we, we had to choose to say no to a whole lot of stuff so that we could say yes to what God had for us oh, and our community. And guess what? Our relationships, man, have flourished, brother, this, this summer. Across it's the so board. Cool. Across the board. With it does, man, neighbors, when you're able kids, to take all time. Of, and... All of it. Every bit of it, yeah. So what do you think that there's got to be some bare basics or maybe even bare minimums that folks in a missional community should look to be doing together weekly or in a rhythm of their family and community life, right? Yeah, um, I, I think so. I, 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 there again, I'm sorry, I'm going to keep breaking the mold here and go back to like, so what, what would be the bare minimums of a family? You got to eat together. When I hear about, you know, missional community, it's like, no, we don't do a meal together. It was too much of a hassle. No one could show up on time. It's like, that's just selfish and immature. Sure. That's what that is. Yeah. You know, like it just is. Yeah. I'm just going to call it what it is. And so, and, and are people there? Yeah, they really, really are. That's why we need a missional community. Yeah. Because we, because we aren't mature, because we don't prefer others above ourselves, you know? So mm. meals, minimally, you know, minimally try to have a family dinner night. Now, I would hope that throughout the week, just like with your kids, yeah. you're going to have a meal here. You're going to catch a coffee over here with someone in the community, a person of peace, another, you know, couple, gal in the community, whatever, right? Sure. Um, but at least have, like, I like to say three minimum touches as yeah. a community, okay? Yeah. Now, this is once you're mature. This isn't day one, talk everybody into this, and if they don't do it, they suck, <laughs> right. okay? Try to have a family meal together. No no giant agenda. Don't try to, don't make it the clown car. We got to do everything you do in a church service, but we got to do it, you know, on family dinner night. Have a meal together. Sure. I mean, let the spirit guide. You feel like we need to pray because it came up, pray, yeah. you know, like so-and-so, like in their devotional time, learn something great, but don't try to make your family dinner night have to fit in every bit of your spiritual growth and walk. And it's impossible. It's just, it's goofy, yeah. but have yeah. a family dinner night. Okay. Try to have that weekly minimally. Okay. Um, I think that as you mature to get into triads of like DNA groups hmm. where you're meeting one time a week, besides having family dinner, I'm also meeting with a couple other guys yeah. or like women do it with women um, for growth and accountability. Cause, hmm. cause you know, when we're having a meal and the kids are going nuts and it's la we're laughing and we're playing YouTube videos and cracking up and we're having fun as a family, not a good time to like, I got to talk to Heath about something, you know, <laughs> yeah. like there's this weird. something I've seen in his life, you know, and I just, I don't know the spirit prompted me to ask him a couple questions. It's like, I'm gonna do that in front of everybody, you know, yeah. and the kids I'm like, nah, probably not. So we have these DNA groups. We say, you know, in, like live in triads. Now you're not going to have that day one. But that would be that would be a minimum rhythm, I sure. think, for folks in Michigan community. And um, I think also being a part of a larger family gathering or a church service where you get to experience the greater gifts, yeah. the collective gifts of your missional community or multiple missional communities or just a church you're part of. Yeah. Now, I know some of our listeners are saying, well, you know, we're not part of a big other church. We're in a missional community. It's not really a home church. We don't try to make everything happen like on a little Sunday church service in our living room. Sure. But we're living in a rhythm of life on mission together. Um, I'd say, you know what? It's still good to be a part of another community. And mm -hmm. if you say, well, um, they don't even believe in what we're doing, then go there and serve them. Yeah. Go and be a service. Teacher, Those are yeah. brothers and sisters. They might see things differently than you. Maybe you are the enlightened ones and they're not. Who knows, right? Yeah. But that's not the point. The point is, I think that's good. For most of our listeners, they're part of a church. Sure. And so even if their church condones missional communities or they're just kind of doing it rogue, or if it's completely, no, my church is all about missional communities, I'd say those three touches minimum as you mature, family dinner night, 
little DNA accountability groups and getting together on the weekend to serve, to use your gifts, to experience the better gifts of teaching and service and maybe in worship and all that stuff. I think those are minimum as well. And there again, that's, that's a part of healthy and maturing rhythms of a missional community. When you're first getting together, what are the rhythms I want to do with people? I want to have a meal and I want to get to know their story because I'm looking for where is their unbelief? lie because what's the goal of this ultimately help them move from unbelief to belief in every area of life so i want a lot of high touch and so we talk about high invitation to your life low challenge at first hey let's hang out let's get to know each other let's hang out a lot that's why we throw happy hours in the neighborhood that's why we you know put the bar out front on halloween it's like that's why we have a yard full of kids half the time it's like we want to get to know people where does their unbelief lie yeah. Are we going to be able to be a part of helping to move from unbelief to belief, i.e. discipleship? I hope so. Yeah. Believers and not yet believers. Um, that's that's a healthy movie. But as 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 they start to mature, hey, you know, be good. Let's let's start going through the story of God together. Are we going to do that on family dinner night? No, nah, probably wouldn't fit. We'll yep. probably need another night or it could fit, but we might have to back that time up. Let's have dinner a little bit earlier. Could you happen, push the yeah. babysitting a little bit, a little bit later so we have time to go through the story? It's going to be a great time of learning, you know. So those things are going to change as relationships are built and trust is is, is gained. Yeah. So we'd like to say that the kingdom of God moves at the speed of relationship and the gospel moves along the lines of trust. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the truth for believers and not yet believers, or if you have a community that's all but just believers at this point, or mostly your friends are not yet believers, the, the kingdom of God moves along those lines of relationship and the gospel moves at the speed of trust. That's good, man. It really does. You know, I'm I'm thinking about people that might be listening now going, how do we how do we get some coaching in this sort of thing? And I know that even last week you said you've got a couple spaces left for some some coaching you're doing. Why don't you share about that? Yeah, so um I'm I'm constantly in coaching. <laughs> okay, we constantly but come fall uh, is usually when it starts up and so we've got a we've got a handful of spots uh still available in coaching. And um there's three different actually groups of people that we're going to coach to this year. Okay. okay? So I'm just going to real quickly do it. And if you're listening to this, you know, this is isn't any kind of a hard sell. It's just, I, you know, I, I am, we offer coaching to help walk with people. Um, I know in my life, the things that have been, uh, I've seen the biggest breakthrough in spiritually, uh, emotionally, in my marriage, uh, at work, uh, in ministry, all of it, I've always been tied to someone coaching me, someone mentoring my life. It just has, because hmm. you get to all that collective wisdom, or you can just keep muddling through. So here's three different sets of people and the type of coaching that maybe you know, people might fall into. Okay. Okay. So, um, if you're like, just, you know, you're a married couple, your parents, um, and you realize, you know, I don't know that we're really discipling ourselves or our kids very well outside of just going to church. Um, I'd love to coach you on how to move discipleship from Sunday only, uh, to like your dinner table and beyond. Okay. Like I know you're probably a lot of you're listening and you go like, I really want that, but I really don't have a process for doing that. And I know my kids don't. Yeah. And what are they going to reproduce when they get married? So that we're going to, we're going to take a group of people through that. Another thing might, another group of people that we're going to coach be, um, maybe you're in a small group, you're a small group leader, or, or maybe you work on a church staff and that's your job. And your problem is like our small groups, our community is kind of dead and it's pretty inward focused. It's not producing a lot of growth. And so here's what we're going to coach you to is how to move your small groups to vibrant missional communities. Everything we have been talking about today, how to have your people living more like a real family. How do we get there? How do we take those organized and organic rhythms and have people? And what do we do when people don't want to do it and all that stuff? We'll coach you through all that. Okay. And then the third group that we're, we're filling up is, um, Anyone who wants to, they already know they want to start or maybe restart missional communities from scratch, but they want to do it this time 
with health. They sure. want to do it correctly. And we can help you either start or relaunch a missional community from scratch. And we'll start right at the beginning with you. And over the course of several months, we'll help you get all the right rhythms in place and some core teachings and tools that'll be yours then for life. So That's if cool. you're interested in coaching at all, I'd love to coach you there. Again, there's not a lot of slots, sure. you know, to fill up quick, but if you want to get into some coaching over the next several months with us, um, you, you got to pretty much act now, yeah, right? And the way you do that is by going to one, two, three lifeschool.com forward slash coaching. And yep, that just, will be the way yeah, to get lifeschool.com forward slash coaching. Right. Yeah. Yep. Hey, how, while we're giving out links, let's get to the big three for this week. How's oh that? yeah. Uh, you get this free download this week by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 182. And these are the big three takeaways we want you to walk away with, if nothing else, from this episode. Caesar, what are the big three for this week? Okay, I'm going to go through them pretty quick because uh, I ran a little long here. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> first one, a missional community is not a weekly meeting. Okay, so when you're like, what do we do? What do we do? It's sure. not just a weekly meeting. If you're trying to fit everything into one into one night or something or two hours, well, you're not going to. So yeah. enjoy that, but it's not a missional community. A missional community is a family of missionary servants, like we said, sent to make disciples who make more disciples. Yep. So helping each other and new people of peace move from unbelief to belief in the gospel, that's the goal. Okay. And that takes a pretty high intentionality for that to happen. So we, you know, that we don't, we don't just become nice people who run a a Christian social club out of our homes once a week. Sure. Okay. That's not the goal. Okay. Second thing, don't, don't miss this. God has always desired to have a family that would represent who he is and what he's like to the whole world. That, that was what was going on with Israel. Then they got all inward focused. It was all about the temple and they were like excluding outsiders. And that, that was the, that was, that was the fall. Right. Mm. And so this is what it means when the Bible says that God desires to fill the world with his glory. Okay. Yeah. Our time spent as a family, inviting others to walk in the ways with Jesus, with us, to eat with us, to serve with us. That's how people are going to best experience life in dad's household, the kingdom mm. and what he's really like. And that's always been his desire. Okay, so don't miss that. Third, structuring your missional community like a family with family rhythms takes into account the needs of everyone. So a few organized family rhythms will perpetuate and facilitate all kinds of organic opportunities to be a family, God's family, and do a lot of normal life stuff together. So don't overcomplicate things. Keep keep asking that question that I've asked day over and over today. What would a healthy family that has God as their daddy and Jesus as their brother be doing? Hmm. That'll answer your questions. Yeah. Thank you for those big three. And again, if you want some coaching, how to really really start to implement this and what are the first steps and how do I invite people to even do this and all that, I'd love to do that. Again, 123lifeschool.com forward slash coaching. And you get some information there and fill out a little, you know, uh, form and we'll try to get you started. That'd be awesome, man. What a good time. So again, if you want the big three, you get those by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 182. The coaching is 123lifeschool.com forward slash coaching. We also want you to join our Facebook group. That's where Caesar and I jump on there, as well as the rest of you guys, you smart folks out there, and uh, go back and forth on topics. And every week we post the new episode and have a bit of a discussion there. You can get there by going to Facebook, up in the search bar, typing in Life School Podcast, Caesar or I will approve you. As long as you're not a total jerk, we let you stay in the group forever and <laughs> contribute. Uh, next week, 
We're going to continue kind of into this same vein. We're, we're kind of in a little bit of a rhythm here. And we're going to talk. It's time of the year. It's the time of year, man. It's great, like, man. These are the questions we're getting. How do I start a municipal community? Or ours kind of sucks. How do I restart it? I don't know if we're doing it right. That's we, That's a lot of the questions we're getting. So. Yeah. So next episode is based off a question that one of our uh, listeners wrote in, Tony, who said, how do I how do I take normal conversations, normal relationships, and slowly move them into more spiritual conversations with some intentionality? So we're going to talk awesome. about taking the normal everyday life rhythms and moving those into some intentionality and spiritual life. We hope that you will be there on that episode with us next Monday. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, you can visit 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast. Uh,